You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to episode four of Sitrack Marvel Talk. Hello, my name is Mike. Joining me as always is Robots. Robot. I said that Call me Robot time. again. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Uh, and that other voice that you can hear in the background is Brad. Hello, Brad. Hello. I am not and a this, robot. You're not a robot. Unfortunately, I keep screwing up uh, Rob's name for some reason. I think it's because I keep trying to call you Roberto. <laughs> just go Robot. Robot. Roboto. <laughs> I just call you Roboto instead of Roboto. Uh, anyway, I don't know where we're going with that. But yeah, this week we are talking about episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier in full spoilers. Um, straight off the bat, oh my god, this was a really good episode. Um, I'm going to be honest, it felt like a completely different follow-up to episode three. So like episode three to me was like all this kind of glitz and glamour of the un- like kind of underworld of madripoor and then this is just straight up back into the story it's kind of going somewhere and we we're getting a bit more character in depth and the ending on this one on my days oh my days on oh, my days indeed on oh, my days anyway i'm gonna go over to you brad uh where where do we leave the guys at the end of episode three I can't remember off the top of my head. So Bucky sneaks off when they get to Riga. Zemo and Sam head off into their apartment and Bucky goes off because he finds the little like bit of tech on the floor and he ends up speaking to Ao. Is it Ao or Io? I can never remember. Yeah, I think it's Ayo. Yeah, I think it's I. Yeah, I'm same as you. Ayo, yeah. One of them. Um, of them. One of yeah, it's one of T'Challa's uh, bodyguards, which is the Dora. Milaje. That's the one. Um, and then it, the, the show basically goes back to, what, six years ago in Wakanda, and we're seeing um, Bucky being basically rehabilitated, aren't we, Brad? Yeah, so obviously in... I can't remember which film. Is it Infinity War? We see him at the, in the post-credits, and Shuri's like, looking after him and trying to help him. I can't remember if it's Infinity War or not. I think it's Blank... Black Panther. Or it, or it could be Black Panther, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think we see him in like a post-credits scene. Yeah, um, so obviously he's been there trying to, as you say, like be rehabilitated to get him out of this sort of like Hydra control. And we see um, Ao trying the words on him and it doesn't have any effect. And it's all very emotional and nice. Yeah. Um, Rob, what did you think of that scene? Because obviously Bucky is in absolute tears at that point, and you know Ao is basically going, you know, you are now free. It, it, I mean, how? What do you think is kind of going through his head? I guess at that point, um, other than I'm free, because <laughs> uh, he doesn't. He says it's not going to work, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah it's almost like re- he doesn't. It's it's kind of because I didn't know that's how they got rid of it. Because I don't think I've seen that cut that end credit scene. For some reason, I don't know why. I must have not sat there at the cinema for some reason. 
That would out a Marvel film, bloody hell. That's all right, Rob. You can you can catch on Disney Plus now, unless you have it on Blu-ray. Um, yeah. Sorry, Brock. Go on. Yeah. So um, after that, it picks up straight with Bucky in that alleyway again, and Ao basically tells him that he has eight hours to sort all their shit out with Zemo, and she's basically like, "How could you release this man after what we did for you?" And all that. So he's gotta go back and tell them that we've basically got to get this shit done before they come after you yeah um and then from there they kind of i I think they kind of figure out that um because i think in episode three we find out that um the woman uh what's her name donya madani who obviously carly has a tie with has died and so i think sam kind of figures out like what is it? You know, normally when someone dies, there's a huge gathering and a funeral and all the rest of it. And more than likely, like his, that, like his TT, <clears throat> like his TT. That line was brilliant. <laughs> that line was absolutely brilliant. Um, the fact that Zemo chips in on that as well, Rob. Yeah, that's good. And I it, like Zemo, that scene. It's funny. What does he say? What does Zemo say? I don't know exactly. Sorry. It's like, what is it? Zemo. Uh, Zemo's like. Oh, your your TT would be very proud of you. <laughs> I just like the fact that they're ripping into Sam for that, like for no reason. But obviously, it's it's his um his auntie at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, and then um, Zemo finds some sweets. Yeah, so he becomes a creepy man. Yeah, I did kind of think about that because, like, when you try and short form notes for that, I'm like, yeah. So Zemo starts giving uh, candy to children, and I'm like. <laughs> He does have a really good monologue in that scene, though, about how he believes all superheroes are bad. Like, as soon as you take the serum, you're a bad person. To which Bucky yeah. says, well, what about Steve? Yeah, that's a very good question. And he and says, then obviously, touche, but there's never been another Steve Rogers. Yeah. I mean, Steve Rogers is obviously the, like, the big exception. And I, I feel like that is the whole point of this episode. You, it's really playing with the morals of... Not even being the the morals of being a, a superhuman um, or super soldier, it's just what kind of direction that serum kind of turns you. If you know, power what I mean. corrupts. Yeah, that might as well have been the bloody name of the name of um, this week's. Or episode. does power just make you more of the person you already are? Well, that that is pretty much what's been said, isn't it? Yeah, in this one. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Were where were we? Oh yeah, so yeah, like um, Rob was saying, we we see Zemo basically. Uh, he's singing "Bar Bar Black Sheep" as he's walking through. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. So <laughs> creepy! It's it is kind of creepy how he's done that. Um, and he's pulling a chair up, trying to figure out where the funerals could be held. Um, whilst Sam and Bucky basically get no help at all because. Um, they've gone back to the same place where uh, Donya Madani was when she died, and they're seeing like the, the symbol of the flag smashers, and they're figuring out that you know these the people there were basically being supported by Kali and all the rest of the flag smashers, and they're not going to help them because at the end of the day, they're the only people helping you know these people out. Which it, I thought that that scene was quite interesting um, with the the guy t- trying to teach the the child at the table, Brad. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite good the way they sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The way they sort of portray their 
what they're doing, you kind of agree with their ideals, but not the way they're doing it. Yeah, which I guess. Is always, yeah, which is obviously something sound says, but like we've kind of been led to believe that GRC is there to help people, but they're not doing their job no. at all, are they? They're just chasing after would-be criminals that are technically fighting back against the system, which is why we've got Walker in there and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, you know, Zemo finds out the information where the funeral is, and um, I did kind of feel like it was a little bit of a weird thing about he didn't have to say to the kids, "Oh, those two are bad guys." Don't tell them where where the funeral is. Like that could have literally been cut from it. But I don't know if you. Agree I don't know about your kids, Mike, but I would hope that if if a guy came up to my kids singing that song and handing them sweets, <laughs> that they would kick him in the balls and run away. I don't know if they'd kick him in the balls and run away, but I would still be a bit fucking creeped out if they did that. Like if some random person, because. I don't know, he's kind of reminded me of the bloody Pied Piper for a split second. If the yeah. kids started walking out with him, I wouldn't have been surprised. But yeah, uh, Brad, where, where do we go from that, dude? Um, <laughs> I've lost my place on my notes, that's really awkward. Oh no, it's cool. Um, I think, Sam, just to kind of give you a headway, uh, Sam's starting to understand why the, like, the Flag Smashers cause, isn't he? Yeah. So from there they go to they meet up with Hoskins and Walker and they go to the um where the funeral is going to be. Um or the service oh, no, rather. No, you missed you missed the scene. Did I? Yeah. There's that scene where Um they go back to the apartment, don't they? And then Walker and Thingy turn up. And then so do the That's the after. Guard. No, that's after Rob. Oh. What did you so just they, say? They, well, they they go back to the apartment, don't they? And they're like, "Well, we haven't got anything." And then they basically question who the hell Zemo is talking to, isn't he? Yeah, because like, he, he's, he's, he's kept it secret where it is as leverage, so they don't just go and fuck off without him, basically. And, well, yeah, you've also got the fact that the Wakandans are turning up in about eight hours to come take Zemo away because they want. Um, yeah, so he still wants to be useful to them. Basically. Yeah, he doesn't want him to be just handed over the minute they've got Carly. Yeah, and then like they meet up, and then they meet that little girl in the street that takes them to where the service is being held. And obviously, Walker wants to just go in and take him out, but Sam turns around and says that he wants to try and talk her down. Yeah, but even Walker at that point is like, no, no, it's not happening. He's like really shitty from the minute he turns up. Like this whole episode is setting up the finale. I don't know if you agree, Rob. Like he's like he just barred his in. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's just. It feels like really impatient for this whole, whole episode. Um, and the the only person that seems level headed between the two of them is Hoskins. Like because he's you know willing to try anything to kind of calm the situation down, which is the complete opposite to Walker, isn't it? Yeah, he plays that character really well though. Like he he play like because. His whole character is supposed to be like, he's desperate to do the right thing, mm. but whatever it takes, and he's trying desperately to live up to Steve Rogers' legacy. Yeah. But, but obviously he just goes about it in the wrong way a lot of the time. Yeah, it's like he's got a lot of self-doubt as well, and because because he's not, he's nothing like Steve at the end of the day. He's not superhuman and all the rest of it, is he? No. So, yeah, Sam goes in and he's talking 
So like he stood up in the balcony and she does a whole little service for the woman and then she realizes he's up there. So after everyone goes, she stays behind. And Sam's, I think they give him 10 minutes. Yeah, they give him 10 minutes. Um, and then when Sam actually, you know, turns up at the funeral, Carly's given like a bit of a monologue. Because like we don't actually know who the hell um, Donya Bagani is in relation to Carly at that point, do we? Like we didn't know if she was her mom or like just family or anything, but she's not anything really. She's like surrogate mother. Yeah, she's like flip. a mother figure figure for them. Yeah. Which like obviously fed them, clothed them, loved them. And like it doesn't seem to be just her that this happened to. It was a lot of people during the blip. And obviously those laurels of what was it, you know, help each other because you know, others won't sort of thing was kind of the metaphor that she kind of led with. And that that's kind of what Carly's trying to do. Because I suppose you could kind of deem her very similar to Robin Hood, but then if Robin Hood killed every... Well, technically he did kill people, but there we go. <laughs> Depends which version you watch, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's at that point, Sam... Is it at that point where Sam... Or is it just before where he's talking to him and he, he says he understands... Yeah. Why they're doing it? Because obviously, when the blip happened, everybody had a house, everybody had a job, yeah. And then suddenly, after five years, everybody came back, and you had to readjust to how it was. Yeah, I think he says something like they're they're having the conversation. And it's basically like you know, the whole world went away for five years, and you've got all these people that came together and rebuilt everything, helped each other out, and then it's just like trying to throw everything back to normal. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute, everything's changed. And not necessarily for the good, like all those people that had homes are now getting kicked out and all the rest of it. Um, I, I think it's quite cool that the conversation that comes up earlier with regards to Zemo and uh, Bucky and Sam, and they're talking about um, being a suprem supremacist, and then Sam obviously brings it up with Carly. Um, Rob, is, is she a supremacist at the end of the day? Is Because that's what it kind of, He's trying to make her, it feels like that's what he's trying to kind of make her realize that her actions with killing people and the way she's doing things is kind of, that's where she, the road she's kind of leading to. Yeah, there's like a whole bit where she says something and she sounds, she sounds like a supremacist when she says it and then she really, she catches herself and realizes what she says. Yeah, but it's almost like, oh, you, you, you tricked me, but it's like, no, I didn't. You were just saying the things that lead to that kind of path, the path to the dark side, effectively. <laughs> and that's literally what I was thinking at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Hate. Fear. Leads to suffering. <laughs> uh, go for it, Brad. Yeah, so um, just as he starts getting through to her, we cut back to Walker, Hoskins, Zemo, and Bucky, who are waiting outside. Uh, Zemo's been handcuffed because Walker doesn't trust him. I mean, he is a he's probably fan. right to not trust him, <laughs> but um, and basically, like you see, Walker, he's just ticking. He's waiting to go. He's, he's like, like you said, he's massively impatient. And um, in the end, he's like, oh, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm going in. This is this is stupid." And Bucky tries to stop him, and he basically says, "Do you want Sam's blood on your hand?" 
It's quite interesting that he's done that, though, isn't it? It's quite interesting that he's using Sam as like the leverage against Bucky because I, I think he even says like, you know, you don't. It, this is all too easy for you because obviously Bucky's superhuman, isn't he? So yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting that he uses Sam as le- leverage um, to try and get Bucky to basically be on his side, but it doesn't really work. But yeah, yeah. So basically, he storms in and ruins Sam's whole operation. Now she thinks that he's working with Walker. So she runs away. Um, I think while that's happening, Zemo escapes. And yeah, you don't know where he's gone. And then as, as the chase is happening, Carly gets away from Walker and Sam. And then you see Zemo appear and he just straight up shoots her. In the Where shoulder, he, I think. He got a gun again. Where is he pulling these <laughs> yeah. guns from? You're right. To be honest, you are, you are right. I was like, like, at that point, I was like, where the fuck has he got a gun from? If he'd have pulled multiple guns out, I'd be like, where, where are these ones come from this time? Yeah. Do you think they would him. take it off of him? <laughs> Just keep giving him back. There you go. You're not going to harm mean, anyone, are you? You're not a bad guy. I mean, he, he did make cherry blossom tea for them at like one point in this episode. So yeah, is he, he did, trustworthy? Yeah. It's, you never, you never know, do you? Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously, then when she gets shot, she drops all the serums on the floor that she's got on her. And then when she's hiding them from Zemo, he runs up and he's basically stamping on all the vials. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, he gets cracked in the side of the head with a flying shield. <laughs> That yeah. would probably kill him, to be honest. <laughs> I just like, in the next scene, when you see him again, he's just there, let down with a cold compress on his forehead, like, that's going to fix. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I guess that, at that point, it kind of makes sense, if you know what I mean. Because later on, you see that shield in a different state in, in a wall. Yeah. So, uh, I, can, I can get that. I can get that. But, um, yeah, once he knocks out Zemo, we see Walker pick up the one vial. It didn't get smashed. Yeah. Which hints to the reveal that everybody saw coming, <laughs> I think. Uh, well, yeah, this this is it. This is what it's all been le- leading up to. I guess for like fans fans of the comics, you th- this would be the US agent that everyone's kind of expected, but Yeah. Yeah. So then we're back in the apartment. I can't remember exactly the line. That happens, but Zemo basically asks Sam if he would have taken the serum, and Sam straight up says no. I well, yeah, yeah I think he's like, were well, you offered it at, at any point? I thought he was on about the shield at one point, but no, he's on about the actual serum, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then it's the scene you are uh, on about yeah, Rob. If, if you want to go for it, yeah. The is it Walker bursts in, and then a few moments later, the People that I can't remember the name of. Dora <laughs> Malaje. Yeah. Malaje. Yeah. Malaje. Yeah. And then Walker picks a fight with those those guys. And yeah, but he doesn't introduce himself <laughs> at all in that scene. He's like, "Hey, I'm I'm walking," and they're basically like, he just puts off. his hand on her shoulder, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah. And then she kicks his ass. It's great. Yeah, that scene. I, I like. And then I like. Sorry. I was gonna say, um, I like the fact that you've got Bucky and Sam. They're just yeah, like, yeah that's what I was and you got Zemo in the back. <laughs> you got this Zip- Walker. You're doing great, man. Zipping, <laughs> sipping on some freaking whiskey or so, whatever it is at the back. He's like, yeah, this is yeah, keep going. Even though like they've come there to collect Zemo. 
But yeah, yeah he's straight chilling, and then he realizes it takes his the key opportunity to disappear down a hole underneath a bath. El Chapo style. <laughs> down into the sewers. That's the one. But, but yeah, um, I, 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 I would say just that bit, going back just before the uh, the door turned up, the fact that Walker just walks straight in the room and he's there like, right, you're under arrest. Fuck you. Fuck you. And like, Sam's just like, dude, the only thing you're doing here is running your mouth. Like, shut the shut the fuck up. If you yeah, he I mean. puts down the shield to um, have a fight with Sam, doesn't he? And then yeah, that that was quite interesting. I did I did wonder if he would have actually. It was just he's just acting like a thug in a playground at that point because he called him out. Yeah. Um. um yeah. So it gets to the point then where Ao has the spear to Walker's neck, and then Bucky intervenes, and then basically everybody's fighting everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they take Bucky's arm off, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's quite interesting because he didn't even know that that like that somebody else could do that. Yeah. I assume. I assume he could do it, do it himself. But what was it? What was it? He's. he's I feel like there was something said um, in. I can't remember if it was Black Panther or something else, but they were basically saying like, obviously, the arm is what made him the Winter Soldier back in the day, and he spent lots of like a great deal of time in Wakanda without it. So then having it removed was kind of like he kind of rendered rendered him like useless at that point yeah i did i read a like a little thing that said it was just saying like possible reasons it could be like to if if they ever had upgrades for the arm and stuff but then one of them was like maybe it shows that they never actually truly trusted he could be fully cured yeah Yeah. so they needed a way to render him useless if it went wrong yeah, a failsafe at the end of the day. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, it's just so Ao basically turns off and detaches, detaches Bucky's arm. Uh, Walker at this point is completely pissed because he's been beaten <laughs> again, like by people that aren't even super soldiers. You know, it was just a. What was it? He's like, "Can we just put the sticks down or something?" I think he says, and it's just sticks. He says, "He's he's just not." aware that there's no it, he's out of his league isn't he yeah he's just like there's no way steve rogers would ever have said anything like that i wouldn't have thought I, yeah um yeah and you know zemo's disappeared we we then kind of cut to a defeated hoskins and walker it looks like a, a train station or something and they're having a conversation and obviously the audience at this point kind of knows, well, Walker has the serum. Is he going to take it? Um, and he's there having kind of the same conversation we've seen over the whole episode. The question of, would you take the serum if you had it? And what would it then do to you? And it's just funny that obviously Sam is like, no, I wouldn't do it. Um, you've also got the question being had as like, what kind of person would it turn, turn you into um, between uh, Zemo and Bucky with regards to Steve Rogers but then the conversations also had a little bit after that with regards to like Zemo's like well anybody who's a super soldier should be put down even ref- and then Sam's like well what about Bucky you know like blood doesn't just fix everything at the end of the day um, so it's just interesting at that point that you're having the conversation between Hoskins and Walker and Hoskins like yeah I'd straight up have it because they're, they're kind of very I would say they're more sim- similar leave matched than 
they they're like completely different versions of the cap and sidekick kind of thing that we've seen before and then they have the conversation with regards to what kind of person would it be and it's kind of reflected that you know hoskins is like well you've got dude you got three medals of honor and walker's like yeah but probably for like the worst possible reasons and for stuff that i had to do that i i never really want to think about if you know what i mean yeah yeah i felt like that scene was really out of place though it's weird it was like it's been like i feel like those scenes edited and cut out because they were just randomly in somewhere having a coffee Mm. yeah it was a weird setting for it like i think the like like mike said the theme of the scene fit but like the fact that they were just sat yeah it felt like yeah i'm, su- I know what I'm you mean. surprised there wasn't a scene where we see john walker on his own with the syringe just like and an r in it i think that was the that's the question isn't it until which you don't find out obviously till later it, it's not answered till later in the episode um of what he's done with it it's like he's i feel like he's kind of in that point like i think the, the whole point of being the photograph um the the autograph coming up is like he's like this poster child he's this mascot it is even he's even referred to as a mascot late, later on in the episode um you know and he's just the poster boy of america where he signs off um autographs which is effectively what happened in Captain America: The First Avenger. It, he, you know, Captain, Captain America was originally used as a propaganda thing to defeat the Nazis and get people to go to the war. Um, and obviously now it's just used as a symbol of America being great, I guess, at the time in in, in this show. But yeah, like obviously the question still lies at that point. Um, yeah, where 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 do we go from there, Brad? Uh, so we go back to Carly who has managed to get hold of Sam's sister, Sarah. Uh, and she's basically saying, look, I don't think Sam's a bad guy. So I will meet with him if you can tell me he's not working with Walker. Mm. Basically is how the conversation goes. And I think you were just saying about the mascot line and she comes out with a really good line, which was, this is Sarah, my world doesn't matter to America, so why would I care about this mascot? I, that's quite like, an interesting line because I feel like anybody could use that in the world right now. If you know yeah. what I mean, like you could say that the same about our politicians. You know, saying stuff about we doing it for the people. It's like, well, you're not doing it for the people necessarily. You know, why do you give a crap about my world? So why should I give a crap about anything you're you're doing? Which is, I think is a common thing for most people. You know. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, um, she agrees to meet with Sam if he comes alone, so she gives Sarah some coordinates to pass on to him. Uh, Bucky refuses to let Sam go on his own, so they go together, and they end up meeting, which she calls him out on it, but she doesn't really do anything about the fact that he's there. Um, and before anything like really comes of it, uh, Sharon has been keeping an eye on what's going on for Sam, and she tells him that Walker's basically on his way again. So Carly, obviously, Sharon somehow has help, has control of a satellite, which is a bit weird. Mars as well. Yeah, she seemed like she was in a very expensive room at that point. Yeah, 
which I think believe, like kind of leads to the question, yeah, again, is she yeah. the power broker or is she working for the power broker? Because I'm pretty sure there's, there's a scene at some point where she's talking to Sam, like Sam's obviously asking for the favor of her to, um, to obviously like support them so they're not out there blind. And um, she literally is like, get, um, the power broker's pissed, get the vials back sort of thing she's not worried about anything else like obviously stopping carly or anything it's get the vials back that's all she seems to be bothered about anyway yeah. sorry i think it's the first time we see sam in his costume for two episodes as well isn't it yeah i, I kind of feel like it's gone back to like that iron man three where they kind of take tony out of the suit for most of the film yeah i think it kind of leans into sam doesn't need his suit or a serum to be a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, very, very good point. Yeah. As Tony would probably say, if you need the suit, then you're not good for yeah. the job. Um, but yeah, obviously she bolts when she finds out that Cap's on his way again. He turns up and we see him absolutely just destroying everyone, bending metal pipes. Yeah, surprise, but he only, he only, he only he's starts. The serum. <laughs> he's only started doing that when he realizes that um, Lamar or Hoskins has basically been hoiked off somewhere and tied up, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, he gets captured. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, so he's like, shit, where's Lamar gone? Which happens very, very quickly. Like, yeah. he, literally, he literally walks up the stairs. Um, Hoskins, uh, Walker's looking around. He's like, Lamar. And then he's gone, like, sort of thing. Just very, yeah, it's just very, like, Instead of just being kind of calm and patient, he's like obliterating doors and yeah, do you think shields. Hoskins knows at that point because they, when they go in the building, they're both like holding guns, like pistols. Mm, no, I don't reckon he would, because he would have told him. I reckon at the at the conversation at the train station or wherever it was. Mm. I think he he. I, I feel like he was asking for. Not I think. Like obviously, Hoskins' thoughts on it. What like what would happen to him? What would happen to Walker if he took it? And he would, you know, he basically thought yeah. that he would be a good man and it was a good idea. So obviously, if you've got someone there backing you up, you're going to do it, aren't you? But you might not necessarily tell that person. But I guess we'll never. I guess know. you don't really know at what point he took it either from when he got it. No, no, because he, he could have could... taken it when he was talking to him. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um so as Brad was saying, like the, the walker basically heads heads out to fight the flag smashers. Um, but this time he's able to fight back. Um and you know, like I just said, you, you see this shield thrown at the wall, it's literally sunk in the wall like something that Steve Rogers would do. So kind of wink to the audience at that point that obviously he's probably took the serum. If the door getting blasted off its hinges wasn't a big enough <laughs> hint. Um Falcon and Bucky are trying to like step in and trying trying to help to kind of end the smashes because um obviously they've had the conversation about uh Sam joining, but it's just no good. Um and then as Brad said, you've got Walker straight up bending a bar because basically he's realized Lamar's missing. And it's it's kind of at that point Sam turns up and basically is like, What have you done? And um tells Sam that Lamar's missing. Um, Lamar is a bit, you know, in the background cutting it, cutting himself free, and then we see uh, a pretty awesome fight scene between what Bucky, Sam, um, 
Sam and Walker all fighting the Flag Smashers all together, which is is pretty cool and a good use of obviously um, knives. Knives again, <laughs> <laughs> which Walker's obviously pissed off with. It's nice to see um, Bucky doing that sweet uh, Winter Soldier knife move as well, but we haven't seen for a while. It's so good. Yes, it is good. Um, but yeah, the whole point at, 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 of taking Lamar is the Flag Smashers want to, you know, with the vials gone, want to take down the legacy, uh, the the icon that is Captain America and kill Walker. Um, which they almost so, do. Which they very almost do. Um, so Carly basically jumps in to try and kill Walker and then out of nowhere, after cutting himself free, Lamar basically steps in to try and stop her and she turns around and full-on punches Hoskins, flying him across the room. He's dead on impact. He's completely dead on impact. Um, and is at this point, Walker like gets free, heads over and checks on him and completely loses his shit. Like I said to Rob before recording tonight, there's literally a bit, he's looking down and he, Rob, Rob pointed this out that he's like, he's just there trembling, shaking his head. Like, he's like uh, twitching, every, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, twitching. And then he just like clicks his head to 90 degrees and jumps out a fucking window, does the superhero landing like he's the T-1000 and then proceeds to go up the street like the freaking Terminator, um, chasing down one of the flag smashes to find out where Carly's gone. Um, you know, he's chasing down one of the flag smashers in complete broad daylight, um, asking where Carly is, and then just completely obliterates a flag smasher with cap like with the shield. We and don't you don't see, but I'm assuming he gets to he decapitates him. Well, this is the thing. I was like, no fucking way. Because I think me and Brad have talked about it. This this scene now is very reminiscent of uh, Captain America Civil War, where you have the fight between Tony, Bucky, and Cap, and they're there fighting each other. And I remember sitting in the cinema, because I was pissed off with Tony, because Tony was being a dick. I just remember S Steve lifting up the shield above his head, and he was about to throw it down, and he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it, and he walks away. But this Captain America is completely different. <laughs> Does he? That is the question. Is he decapitated? How much blood is on that shield? A lot. A lot of blood. How did Marvel get away with putting that much blood? Because there's even blood trailing out from the body, if I remember right. Yeah, is that it's right? all it's on, like his, his. It's all on his like neck as well. Yeah. yeah, but like on the is it on the body, like behind the body and all the rest of it? I, do, I don't out? think you see. I think much. I think you see a close up of his arm with it, like on his arm coming down his arm and his hand. Yeah, because I think that's like quite a big thing. I don't know if they can go slightly better. So they can do slightly more because it's TV. I, I really don't know because I'm guess I, I think most twelve A content, which is what I assume this is, is as long as you show no blood, you can shoot as many people as you want. Doesn't make any mm. sense at all, but I think that's the basis, and you can beat people up as well. So this is really pushing the boundaries of what we are seeing in what we like the Marvel. Have you ever seen like there's YouTube videos of uh, like Marvel films if they were 18s and there was oh, no, I haven't. And there's like real blood effects, and there's the scene where um, Captain America and Bucky and um, what's her face uh, storm in a building and. 
Captain America like kicks a guy into a wall. Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> and he, in, the, in this video, he just splats and goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but even the sound effects, like I remember watching Cap 1, and then you go into, um, what is it? Oh, the Winter Soldier. It's the opening of Winter Soldier, isn't it? When they're on the boat and they're fighting Batroc. Oh, and the the freaking shields are like, dong, like, it's so brutal. But this, yeah, I, Rob, what are your thoughts on this scene, man? Yeah, it was very brutal. Um, yeah, we all, and and when Walker stands up and he's twitching like at the end, and then it, he looks around and everyone's got their cameras out. Yeah, he's do, fucked do, up. Yeah, do you think he's going to get off lightly? Because the the funny thing is, they kind of caught the. I think it's like a news thing because of the bombing. They're basically out in the flag smashers as like radicalist kind of people now. So is he is he likely to get away with this? Do you think? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like that moral gray. Like technically, he took down the bad guy, but you do it in full view of everyone, which is not necessarily he went, the right. He thing. went a little bit too far. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That uh, I think I said to you after you watched it, Mike. That that shot of him stood there with the shield just like half covered in blood was like an awesome shot. It, like, is. it looked so good. Like, I, I for being like a brutal, like dark scene. It was a really cool shot because it's Captain America stood with a blood-soaked shield. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it, it. I was like, am I watching the boy? Am I starting to watch like the, the intro to the boys or something? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I did see. Um, I think I read somewhere like people comparing Walker to Homelander snapping in that when he when he imagines killing the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Except obviously in this, he actually beats down a person with a <laughs> shield to death instead of just smiling and waving instead, yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, John Walker has finally become the comic book, the comic book villain we know. Um, I, I don't know how you guys feel. Obviously, this has been set up um, from the first first time we kind of see him. But do you think it's right in saying that he's always been set on a path to fail from the beginning? Um, and all that, like now he's took the, the serum, it's obviously just exploded all his traits, if you know what I mean. I, well, I don't know. I, just, I, I feel like he was given the shield to be a mascot. And he thinks he's actually needs to be like a superhero. But I don't think that's what he was given the shield for in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was basically, I think obviously leading off the Medal of Honor kind of thing, it's like he was deemed the best person for the job because of the medal of honors but then getting those medal of honors was not necessarily for doing the right thing mm. if he had to do some bad shit that day it would have been something steve rogers would have walked away from which is why steve rogers was a good person and turned away you know it's why he went after the prisoner camps in what the, the first captain america film even though he was told not to he broke orders to go do that and save all those people that's the right thing to do versus absolutely decapitating someone on live tv but there we go um brad do you think the shield is going to be destroyed by the end of the series and i'm asking this question because it is posed there's a there's a graveyard scene where carly's talking to one of the flag smashers and she's basically like 
that shield is a symbol of like a bike on error and it should be destroyed if i had it i would destroy it and obviously that it's holding up a legacy isn't it do you know what i mean i think it will either be destroyed or possibly modified in some way and sam will take it but it won't be like the red white and blue i don't know how i don't know it's just a thought i had i don't know what they would do but maybe it'd be like like they'd change how it looks or Mm. i'll take the vibranium uh, the vibranium and put it into his wings yeah or you could just go to wakanda and i'm sure they've got plenty of vibranium spur i mean their spears were just completely obliterating that shield at one point anyway because i don't think it can end up back in they'll never give it back to the government yeah that's a very so, good point yeah because obviously if the government have that symbol it's they're just going to keep putting any old person in that position aren't they um do you think this is starting to kind of set sam up finally to take on the mantle of captain america um maybe not obviously with the shield but obviously cap's legacy because at the end of the day we've seen bucky We've seen what he can be like with super with the super serum. We've seen what John Walker's like at the end of the day, and the same thing with um, Hoskins. Hoskins was literally a nice guy trying to get the job done. He was human, and I think obviously that's that's the thing um, shown by Hoskins' death is how vulnerable Sam is. And I, I kind of felt like they were trying to lean into that episode that these people will go in there and fight no matter what it takes even if it means that their, their own lives are at risk kind of thing. I think the, the whole point was this episode is, feels like it's really starting to put Sam in position of Captain America more so than before because he's kind of realizing that, or the audience is kind of realizing, I guess, that Sam is the, the, the perfect person for the job because he is a good man at the end of the day. Which, if you kind of go back to the Doctor in um, the first Captain America, when you know he sat there with Steve having a drink with him the night before that he goes through the experiment, and he's basically ex- explaining to Sam um, why he chose uh, not to Sam. Sorry, uh, explain to Steve why he chose him. And he basically says that the serum amplifies everything that is side that is inside. So good becomes great, bad becomes worse. This is why you were chosen because a strong man who has known power all, all his life will lose respect for that power, but a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. I think that is the, the huge difference. I between... wish you did that with his accent. That would have been much better. I, can you, can you do nice. an Austrian accent? <laughs> no. I'll leave that one to you after you've no, had a I nice can't. nice red wine. If it had been French, I should have let it, uh, let it be you. Um, but yeah, I, I do think the show is finally setting Sam up. Um, we've got two episodes left, guys. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of disappointed that Carly's story hasn't kind of ended and we're not just dealing with Walker for the last remaining episodes and Zemo. Any thoughts to what's going to happen next? I hear we've potentially got a major character coming in episode five. I don't know who it is, but I guess we'll find out next week. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I would like... I- I would like to see Carly stuff done next episode. Yeah. And then have it Walker versus Sam and Bucky. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. But yeah, it's just been a really good show so far. So yeah, 
I, I'm surprised. I've seen a couple of ratings on other places, and this this episode got three stars. But I felt like this was the one that's really starting to kind of. I don't know. It feels like it's all coming, kind of coming together now. You've got all your villains in place. It, you know, the questions just need to be kind of. Um, answered. It felt like a culmination of the character building. Like that's pretty much done. Yeah, now. yeah. We just need to finish the story and re- like finish it well, I guess. Um, anyway, these are our thoughts on episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, let us know what you think of this episode, uh, either over on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Um, obviously, you can find all the episodes over at mashthesebuttons.com. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're over at sitrephappyhour. And make sure to check out the week, the bi-weekly podcast by us, uh, Sit Rep Happy Hour, where we talk all the random happenings in the world and probably Outriders because that's what we're playing at the minute and with that being said I'm going to say goodbye and we'll catch you next time bye bye goodbye bye bye Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.